You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Welcome to the Polly and Monk Show. I am your host, Polly David, and with me, as always, is my co-host, love of my life and fiancé, Ed Marco, but you can call him Monks. Hi, Monks. So I have a question for you, Polly. Oh, God. Since we're in Napa, I want to ask you a wine question. Okay. What are the five... Well, you've been whining ever since we got here, so good times. What are the five varietals in Emeritage? Oh, geez. Um, We went over this yesterday. Okay, so Emeritage is a fancy name for blend, as is Cuvée. Um, <laughs> or, as a, is, or a mutt. Yeah, or a mutt, like me. I'm Emeritage. You are. Oh. That's a fancy way of saying that you're a mutt. Yeah, when yeah. people ask me my ethnicity, I'm going to say Emeritage. Or Cuvée. Or Cuvée. Yeah, good times. Okay, then they'll it know is, you for the alcoholic that you really are. It is. Oh, yeah, such an alcoholic. I was passed out last night because I drank, like, two glasses of wine. <laughs> passed, like, passed out. Um... During a very good Friends episode, I must say. Uh, yeah, it was a good Friends episode. I All episodes of Friends are good after the first two seasons. So The second season is ridiculously good. It is? Yes. I never watched you those seasons. You have to seasons. go back and watch seasons. I don't think yeah. the actors had their bearings yet. I don't think they were their characters yet. No, they yet. definitely did by the second season. Really? It took them the first season, just like any good show. Oh. Well, back to your question. Meritage. Meritage. It is a Petit Verdot. Yep. Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet Franc. Yes. Mm, Merlot. Merlot. And there's another one. I don't remember. I was hoping you'd remember. I only wrote down four. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a Bordeaux. Was it a Bordeaux? Anticlimactic. Oh, yeah. No, it's not Bordeaux. No. Does Ian, that was my guess yesterday. We're, we're broadcasting live from the LGBTQ connection in Napa. Um, on a, we're, on a, we're on a California tour, monks. It's so much fun. Yeah. We're um, Of course, you guys, we've, we've gotten a lot of suggestions from you, Napa being one of them. If you want us to come to your city, let us know. Let your um, tourism bureau know and have them contact us, and we'll be happy to, to come and uh, you know get the word out about your city because – we love you guys, and we're really we feel really fortunate that we get to be able to do stuff like this. And we love traveling. Yeah, we're treating this also as a vacation for us because we're working nonstop. So we've done a few things. Let's start with uh, what you were doing in the car, aside from sleeping. So we drove here, driving barely three um, hours of driving. What did what were we listening to, monks? Well, what wouldn't we be? Li- why wouldn't we be listening to the Frozen soundtrack on the way up here? I can think of a few reasons, but <laughs> you were okay. It's so the number I, one soundtrack in the country. It's the number one album in the country, and now it's the number one animated movie of all time. Monks, let it go. <laughs> it, it's very okay. I love it. It's it is very reminiscent of Wicked. I have to say, yeah. it sounds like I'm listening to Wicked. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you, I was taking photos of you whilst you were singing the Frozen I, I didn't soundtrack. even notice. I was so into it. You didn't, and most of the photos are blurry because of flailing arms. <laughs> but I got a few when you were when you were singing to me, and you're so cute, and I love you. Because love is an open door. Love is an open door. Is that Kristen Bell? Yeah, that's Kristen oh, Bell. Oh, she's cute. I like her. And she there's talks that she's going to be in the actual Broadway production of it, or she oh. wants to be. Oh, that would be good. It's a good year for Kristen Bell. Veronica yeah. Mars, Frozen. 
Marriage to Dak Shepard, who Baby. I saw at the uh, grocery store a few weeks ago, and he's super cute. He is? Yeah, he's cute. He's your type. Oh, really? Yeah. You mean he's a radio personality? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you know, he's your type, kind of like our guest today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about what we've done in Napa so far. So the first thing we did was a pretty touristy kind of thing that you, you know, if you Google, you know, Napa tourism or Napa wine, one of the first things you're going to see on Google is the Napa Valley wine train. It was and, so uh, relaxing. I just think it's a great, th- if you know, if you're first coming here, if you've never been on it, uh, even if you're a local in Napa, it's a great place to take people. I don't know if you would, co- you know, go on your own if you lived here, but maybe you've got, you've probably gone once or twice if you've lived here, but it's definitely yeah. a place to bring people. It's um really, really romantic. It's romantic. The food was good. I didn't feel like stuck. Like I've been on a dinner cruise before and I felt like after 45 minutes I wanted to get off of that boat and I didn't feel stuck, you know. Well, they really um encourage you to walk around and see the beautiful cars. Was it like 1913, 1915, some of those uh Pullman cars? Yes. And they were beautifully restored. Some have, you know, um some stained glass from many years ago and the the food was really excellent you get you get a lot of food on it and we we love food we love wine we love trains so this was perfect for us we got engaged on a train uh, it's perfect for us i threw so, my mom from one once <laughs> so we I'm had old. we had uh an appetizer with like a ton of cheeses and fruit and and a little bit of a like a, a wine at the beginning. We were full by the time by the time lunch came. Like I didn't even touch my food. He literally. Well, that's not true. Okay, tell so them why you the reason why. Tell them why you didn't touch your food. Well, okay. So they gave us this huge. It was a huge appetizer. When they brought us the appetizer, I really thought it was a, you know it was like a cheese plate and whatever charcuterie, and um, that's my drag name by the way. That's what, charcuterie. What, yeah, that's what I want you to call me from now on. So right. we were. Um, they gave us, and I thought it was for both of us. And then yeah. they brought us each one, so we had eaten that. And then eventually, so they take you from a a seating area where there are like swivel chairs, and you're looking out the window to your dining cart. Um, so you're in the dining cart, and they start bringing you food. Well, we you fa- and I, we found out that we don't share two things. Just two things we don't share. French fries is one, and we, we don't deter- share. We determined that within the first few weeks because. We were at In and Out, and Polly said he wanted to get. We were going to get a French fry, and he said, you know, he asked if we could share, and and I thought we were going to share like a couple larges, but we shared one, and I was still hungry, but I I didn't want to say anything because we were still dating, and I didn't want him to think I was like, you know, eating too much. So every time he says we want to share, French three fries, years later, I'm like, I got super chunky, and he's like still super fit. You're so. cute. More That's to, not more cute. To love. When people say you're cute, that means you're fat. You're, okay, you're, <laughs> just you're, so you know, you're healthy. <laughs> okay, so back to the Napa Valley wine nice. chain. <laughs> That's in Filipino culture. We, it's it's a little passive aggressive, and we don't actually say you're fat. People say you're healthy. Oh, That's so a, you just call me fat? That's nice. Thanks, honey. No, I didn't actually say that. Your aunt called me fat, though. <laughs> she, she did. She was like, "Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. You put on some weight. Good for you." That's what she said. So we don't share French fries, and now we it's found medical. out. The second thing that we don't share is lobster bisque, because it, they they offered it to us on the on the train. We both had our own, and we were not sharing. We were excited about it because we don't really eat creamy stuff ever. But we were like, okay, lobster bisque, I I I, I gotta have it. I gotta have it. So we both ordered it. I ate mine, and Monks did not eat his, and I was dying. Like it was so filling. It was unbelievably delicious. I had a few bites of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was it was just, really good. It was really, really delicious, but by the time the food came, I was I couldn't eat at all. But so I had plenty for me of salmon and bacon wrapped pork chops. 
That since Polly wasn't eating, it was a good day for me. It was, and and also later that night because we were lucky enough, we were staying at the Westin Verasa in Napa, and there's a uh, there's a uh, like kitchenette. a kitchenette. So I this is the gayest word. I repurposed leftovers. <laughs> I sliced up the pork and I made little little open tray sandwiches for us. Yeah, Thanks. it was a fancy. Well, when, if you guys ever get the opportunity to travel with monks, there's never a food shortage. So everything he has, he calls a center. So if he has a note, if he has a notepad and pencils somewhere, it's a writing center. <laughs> if he has, uh, a, you know, Lara bars and pop chips, it's a snack center. Yeah, but this is not just Lara bar and pop chips. There were Cheez Its. There's bread. There's uh, yeah, what nuts of all kind. Emergency, just in case. Yeah, like a hundred packets of emergency. There are twenty types of tea. Yeah, because we travel so much, emergency just keeps us very on our toes. Work. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we, we got to go to this really cool place called Roca Family Vineyards. This is kind of a travel special, by the way, guys. Um, we went to Roca Family Vineyards, and it is this – it's a – it's it existed before and now they've purchased this old house. It's, it reminds me of the Hotel del Coronado. So when I go in there, when I went in the house, I was like, hey, this is definitely haunted. Um, it's beautiful <laughs> though. It's really beautiful. I can see them having some really cool events and stuff there. Yeah, they're planning to eventually. Yeah, and it's a it's it's they haven't opened yet to the public. But if you want to go, just contact them and they'll they'll uh, accommodate you and you can go tour the grounds. They're not complete yet, but you can go in there. You can have a nice wine tasting. We sat there with the owner, Mary Roca, who told us about her family and um, her grandfather started the label. And this really nice girl, Lauren, who really knew a lot about wines. And of course, my favorite, John Taylor, who's not only named after a band member of Duran Duran, but a uh, really cool guy. So we want to thank you, Roca Family. Didn't Mary Vineyards, start the label herself? For having us. I thought she said her grandfather no, I did. I think it was her. And, and, oh, I'm sorry. It, her grandfather's name was Roca. Yeah. And that's where it came down from. Yes, yeah. you're her right. First name, Almond. And then... And the, the best part for me was on the label, she had her husband on the Bad Boy uh, series. He was kind of hot too, you right? In a cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah. You should try that later. Yeah, I'll try that. And so they serve red wines. Role there. play. It was. It was. It was fantastic. A great space. And then you know, w- anywhere we are, we're really. We, you guys, we count. We consider ourselves super grateful and fortunate for all the experiences we get, and we know you guys put us there. So thank you. Uh, no matter where we are, no matter what we get to eat, like, you know, last night we ate at a Michelin star restaurant. That was amazing, which we'll talk about, but we always find tacos. So the first night <laughs> we had tacos, Michoacan, damn, yeah. it was delicious. Just, just down the street from the LGBTQ connection. Okay. Yeah. I bet they get stuff. We'll have to ask Ian Stanley, who's our guest today. He's the, uh, program director at the LGBTQ org in Napa. And we're going to talk to him about his, uh, how how this all started and we're in this really great space um we're we're broadcasting live from there from here now it's this really great community uh, feel in this in this space don't you feel like that yeah absolutely you walk in and there are board games as soon as you walk in it's very open there's people making hot dogs it feels like you're uh, at Aunt Sally's house. Well, you know the guy that was is making hot dogs was a wrestler in the eighties. Oh, really? Yeah, was, I was he the re- original Nacho Libre. D- yes, he was. No, we were told that he was a wrestler in the eighties, and then he toured with Glow. Really? Yeah, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. <laughs> we're all champions in the ring. We come from the streets. We come from the city. We come from the world where there is no pity. That's right. We I'm find old. out new things about you every single day. You're welcome. Some of them not so good. You're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> You're so lucky. Uh, and then yesterday Thanks was for reminding me quite the day. Oh my gosh! Yesterday was jam packed. Jam, 
We jam tomorrow, jam yesterday, but never ever jam today. We first hit uh, Cornerstone Cellar, and we got to meet with their winemaker, Jeff. And, uh, uh, he's a cool guy, and he's not from Australia. He's from New Zealand. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> we made so that mistake. <laughs> we uh, we had my one of my favorites there. We he was so nice to us. He opened like ten different bottles for us. All good, by literally the way. ten different bottles. Yeah, for all us. good, and just just you know. One of my favorites was the Sauvignon Blanc, the white label. Mm-hmm. That was just so crisp and refreshing. And I don't generally like reds because it's basically like giving me five Ambien, but it is. Um, their Cabernet Franc is so delicious, and I didn't pass out after it. No, it was it was very. I, I thought velvety. That's but what I, I liked about that it. was that they they really gave us a, a an overview of the wines, and and I can I can kind of have a, I have a kind of feel for his palate. You know, after talking with him and then after tasting his wines, I know the direction that he's going in. Yeah, and it was it was neat to hear him. You know, kind of manifest that into words what what we were tasting yeah. it was kind of neat oh, i, I really enjoyed that talking to people who are passionate about what they do absolutely so, yeah he he loves wine i like talking to you about me because you're passionate about what you do yes <laughs> uh you're great yeah i know focus he's like looking down while he's saying it i must say that your shirt looks like a fluorescent piece of heaven today <laughs> monks is wearing a super bright gr- super bright green shirt Still but it, really get hit by cars it highlights his muscles <laughs> i'm glad we're on vacation all right so the next place <laughs> we got to stop off at was gerard but i'm gonna call it gerard and uh, we got to meet with rick the super nice um taster okay so rick <laughs> <laughs> the super hi Rick, the super nice taster. <laughs> Rick is okay. So there are sister companies that are Gerard and Cosentino, and the people at Cosentino call Rick PBR, Pretty Boy Rick. <laughs> so we were pretty happy about that, and we got to do a, a food and wine tasting with him, and he's really, really sweet and super knowledgeable. He really introduced us to some nice pairings. We had uh, some some crab cake with some nice whites. A uh, all from Dean and Deluca. Faro salad, which we love. Faro. Like not like my people, but like Pharaoh the legume. <laughs> Isn't that the same? What? No. Pharaoh oh. the salad is F A R R O. Oh, like me. I say Faro though. I think it's Faro. I don't think it's Pharaoh. You're, yeah. Well, like I, who's the Pharaohs one of all? You couldn't be Faro from the truth. <laughs> Isn't that how you tell people to like? trail behind other people like isn't that what you what what you do on the yellow brick road you follow the yellow brick road racist comment <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we went to cosentino and we had a barrel tasting um and it a was candlelit really barrel tasting with ryan so with romantic. ryan who made us laugh the whole time and we were listening to like 90s on nine or something and we like <laughs> Actually, no scrubs was, 80s, was on 80s on eight. Oh yeah because <laughs> africa by toto came on and i had a little bit of a fit because i love that song um the barrel tasting so what they do is they open the actual wine barrel there's a there's a hole at the top do you know that they call it what they call it no what do they call that the hole at the top is called the bung hole and oh, then they boy. put this tube inside of the bung hole and they draw um wine from it it's almost like a glass um a blown glass tube yeah but it looks it looks like a uh oh a thief that's what it's called a thief our our uh, our friend Ian Stanley, who we're about to introduce, just wrote that to me on a post-it. Um, <laughs> they it, so it's a glass tube. It looks kind of like a um, a baster almost, but it's glass. And then they fill your wine with it straight from the barrel. Delicious. Yeah, it was really so different. Great. I had never done that before. So thank you to Gerard and Cosentino and um, 
then Latoke was last night. Latoke is a Michelin star restaurant. Oh my um, gosh, we had so many delicious courses there. Uh, one of my favorite was the the scray. I don't even know what scray is. Do you know what scray is, Polly? I knew it was crazy. <laughs> it's a it's a type of cod, Norwegian cod. Oh yeah, and that so, was good. Yeah, it was braised with soy. Uh, that was fantastic. So we got like ten courses with wine pairings. There was a we had to end up telling the the sommelier that to to stop pouring for us. I mean, or just give us a splash because I we couldn't. I was done. Luckily, we were staying in the hotel. And we got to meet Chef Ken Frank himself. Yeah. What a nice guy. Super nice and just passionate. Um, really, I think one of the best restaurants in Napa. He's super in- inventive with his dishes. Other than the taco trucks. Even he made something simple like that grilled asparagus and had that mint sauce that he put on top of mm. it. It was delicious. Yeah, really delicious food. Check it out at Latoke. It's at the Western Verasa Napa, uh, and you can follow Ken Frank at Chef Ken Frank on Twitter. Of course, you can follow us at Polly and Monks on Twitter. And our guest today is Ian Stanley. He is the program director of the LGBTQ Connection here in Napa, where we're we're in his lovely, lovely facility right now. Um, just great things happening here, and I'm really excited to be here and to be part of this and to kind of uh, get to witness it firsthand because we had talked on the phone and you know corresponded on Twitter, but when you're here, it's such a different feeling. So please welcome Ian Stanley. It's great to be here or with you guys in our my own office. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for <laughs> having for us letting here. us invade. So we really want to know the most important thing about your Mexican food eating habits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the most important <laughs> I'll thing. I'll gladly share. You guys were making me so hungry with all of your talking about what you guys are doing. Man. Very disappointed you did not bring me any leftovers. <laughs> there <laughs> we, aren't any. We, I repurposed them, remember? <laughs> <laughs> repurposed leftovers. So give us a little bit of background on, on you and how the LGBTQ connection evolved. All right, I'll try and keep it brief because basically it's my growing up story. Uh, I grew up here in Napa. Um, I've been here since second grade. I went to Catholic school here and have a huge Catholic family. And um, I eventually, through a leadership program I got to be a part of in my 20s, um, started figuring out that if I really want to make a difference in the community, because I've always had community involvement. I was a teacher, a youth minister, and all that sort of stuff. Um, But if I really want to make a difference and I needed to... um, sort of opened myself up to other parts of my identity that I had been quiet about, so about being gay, basically. And uh, I came out, uh, and then I started working for a youth organization in Napa called Voices, uh, which is a center. Um, And uh, because LGBT things in our community are super invisible, I wanted to um, start changing that. And uh, eventually we got LGBTQ Connection started. That's and that was through Voices, started with Voices. Yeah, Voices is a youth center that focuses on serving foster youth um, or youth who are not getting support at home. And at one point we had a young person who came to us looking for a place to stay because she was kicked out of her home for being transgender in a neighboring uh, town. Wow. And uh, we got her into a shelter. She was volunteering with us in running a reception and greeting all the folks who come through the door at Voices. And then she was like, where's the LGBT program here? There's nothing happening. So she and I volunteered together to start a program, and uh, we started a group called Q Youth um, probably four years ago now. So in all of Napa County, nothing had existed until then? Um, I mean, nothing for young people. Nothing no. for young people. Yeah, That's been, amazing. There have been other social groups and things before, and there was PFLAG at one time that had disappeared, and there's the Unity League and things. In fact, when I, when I first came out, and I hadn't told you guys this yet, um, but it's not like a bombshell or anything. Um, <laughs> I, you heard it here first. <laughs> but when I first came out, I was like, there have to be gay people here. Where are they? And so I started a blog 
Um, and the blog was called The Valley's Other Fruit. And so I was trying to find where the other LGBT people were. Okay. Um, and uh, so I started meeting groups. Okay. Like, like the Unity League, uh, which is a social group and a community uh, group that exists here. But um, it's not mostly young people. So, and you need something specific for young people because it's a completely different time of life. Yeah, and well, we need something specific for lots of parts of our community. You know, when uh, when other folks, we go around and do trainings to help other people realize there are LGBT people in the community here because a lot of folks have never thought about it before, and uh, and so they always talk about LGBTQ community like we're one. Like there's this master mailing list, which as a community <laughs> organizer, a master mailing list would be incredibly helpful. Um, but no, there's all different parts of our community that need uh, focus and attention and support. And so young people was the natural start for what we began doing. Wow. That's incredible. And I mean, even when, uh, you know, doing research on coming to Napa, there's uh, the gay life here is it's very minimal or, you know, the gay exposure here. There are no gay bars, mm -hmm. nothing like that. They do, let, you know, like a gorilla gay bar or something like that. I don't even know if they do that anymore. But is that like a gay, finding, is that like a bear gay bar? No, it's like a gorilla. Yeah, no, it's like gor gorilla. <laughs> it's not like it's not like like the people that frolic in the mist. <laughs> it's like a gorilla. Some gamer. of them might frolic in the mist. They might. Hey, no judgments. No judgments from the LGBTQ connection. They need their own support group. But I think it's really it's really wonderful. So how this came about um, was we announced on Twitter that we were going to be coming here. You reached out to us. We started talking. And it all we both figured out that neither of us were too creepy, and so it it just was a match. Well, um, <laughs> one of us, one of us might be, and then the other one is me. The other one is me. Um, so um, I want to talk. Okay, so talk about the transition from voices. So you started working with voices. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I was I was working at Voices. As voices the, is an acronym, correct? Yes, it is. All right. Can you tell us what it is? Because I don't remember. It stands for Voice Our Independent Choices for Emancipation Support. And okay. it's the first youth-run uh, emancipation center for youth coming out of foster care, like community center in the United States that's still run by youth um, and continue to be developed by the youth who are in the system. I must say, when you first walk in here, so you, you share a space right yeah yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> so you share a space and when you first walk in here it's it's really neat because you have you you can tell who's visiting you can tell who's kind of you know works here and there is a there's a sense of community so when we first walked in today there are, are people young people eating together young people playing cards someone was having a meeting there are games board games, in the board games computers uh, there's a gentleman um the one that i was talking about Matt, Matt the wrestler? Yeah, Matt the wrestler. But that wasn't his name. <laughs> no. It was, oh, something Barnyard. What was it? <laughs> oh, no, no. He was uh, Dumpster. Buddy the Dumpster Bud, guy. Buddy Dumpster. Buddy Dumpster, yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's great. I can't wait. I wonder if we can find photos of Buddy the Dumpster online. We'll have to do that right after the yeah, show. Yeah, he's the wrestler. He also was the Super Ninja was his other one. Super Ninja? Yeah. Oh, oh. I thought he was aspiring to be one. I didn't no. know that was No, that was name. his other wrestling He name. is the Super Ninja, but he was uh, making hot dogs for everyone in there. It's great. And there are laundry facilities. So let's talk. Let's do an overview of the place. Yeah, and Voices, uh, like I said, was started by 10 youth who were coming out of the foster care system here in Napa County. And so their main thing that they did in 2005 when we first opened was to try and figure out what other young people and themselves might need, and they're getting out on their own. So we have everything from an education, employment, and uh, career plan 
planning program. We do work experience in the community. We have a wellness program that's mind, body, and soul. So it's everything from the gardens you saw. And we don't just serve hot dogs, um, but we also serve and Cup teach them how to do nutrition. No nutrition-related things like salad and harvesting things from the garden. And You like guys have a beautiful garden in the back. It's and so, so cool. Some of our young people have never had hummus before or things like oh, that. Wow. So we try and expose them to all sorts of different things um, for eating. We have a doctor's office. Uh, exam room in our building that is staffed by a community partner, Clinical Lay, um, dental appointments, legal things, probation issues, immigration work, um, sort of anything. Clothing? That, yeah, clothing in case uh, youth need to go out for interviews or uh, for going to court or whatever sort of things they need to handle. That's, yeah. that's incredible. All in this one space, like this one center. Yeah, we try and make it be a one-stop shop because there are a lot of there are some things that are already provided in the community, but the youth either didn't know how to find them or didn't find them youth-friendly. And so we want sure. this place to feel exactly like you said when you come in. And sometimes I, I really think with youth, it's a one you get one shot. Because if you come in and you're not welcoming or they don't feel like that you have what they need, they're not going to come back ever. And so it's great that it's sort of a sort of a 360 where you kind of look at everything they could possibly need. Absolutely. Yeah. And another thing that you have, it's kind of – I kind of – I kind of felt it was a really like a welcoming board almost as a community board and you have uh, there's housing there mm -hmm. with prices. You have job avail uh, job postings mm -hmm. really. And also photos of people that you've helped place into jobs at their current workplace. Mm -hmm. And that's so great. I love that so much. It's really, it's really a neat thing to see the program at work and being successful. Well, and I think what's made us different and what we bring to other communities when we go and talk about voices and help share what we're doing is that the youth who are receiving the benefit of the services are also the ones designing it. And so we have youth in leadership positions. They're not just entry-level jobs, but they're running and coming up with our programs like LGBTQ Connection, the first youth program we had. Um, that young person who asked where our LGBT group was, was like, well, we don't have staff time or funding to do it. And she's like, but don't you start things when young people need them? And so she and I together for a year um, launched the group. Well, so I think wonderful. it's important. It's so important to have youth be a part of something because that's why kids join gangs because they want to be a part of something. And so if you have something positive for them to be in, whether that's like a basketball team or, you know, ballet or, or some activity or something positive and empowering, then they're really going to find a place and then develop channel those like needing to belong skills into something that could be good for other people. Yeah, relationships are really at the, the heart of what we're doing. And also the youth have really good BS meters. So if they like <laughs> have any inkling that you aren't really trying to gain their trust or respect them, then they'll be out of there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ultimately trust is imperative in every in every situation. Absolutely. With, I watch the Fosters, I get it. Me too. <laughs> and I don't trust any of those characters on the Fosters. <laughs> Seriously? A little bit dramatic. I have to talk to about the Fosters. I love the Fosters. You guys know we love Sherry Som. She's been on the show. However, what else could happen to that family? I don't want to be I don't want to be adopted by that family. They have so much problem. There's so many problems going on at one time. I can't keep up. Yeah, but they have good food every episode. True. So, okay. We'll, 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 we'll uh, be adopted by Terry Polo. Let's do it. <laughs> anyway, so the LGBTQ connection was born. Yeah, yeah. We started the group for a year. And then when we started running a youth program um, or the group here at Voices, other nonprofits in our community started getting interested in what we were doing and asking for trainings. Um, so luckily, our county, Napa County Health and Human Services, had some mental health money from the state of California for prevention and intervention. They helped. Uh, they gave us a portion of that money uh, to uh, start doing trainings with other non other nonprofits. So we travel around to hundreds of nonprofits and uh, help. And by we, you mean you? 
Well, no, no, no. It's not alone for <laughs> I know, sure. Just but, kidding. But yeah, we. But are you're very, a busy guy. We have a very small staff. It's just right now. It's just Vanessa and I, uh, and then a group of really great volunteers that help us make everything that we're doing happen. And you so travel great. all over the state or all over the country? Uh, Voices is all over the state and country, traveling yeah. and talking about the youth program, um, in the community. The center. model, yeah. That you have? LGBTQ yeah. connection right now is across the North Bay, so we're doing, um, we're focusing our work here in Napa County, but we're also trying to support our neighboring counties. Wow. So you have San Jose. Uh, neighboring counties. When I when I say North Bay, I just mean okay. Solano County, Napa County, Sonoma County, and Marin County. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah. And so, let's. When you were, um, what were your what were your immediate goals? And how has that progressed? Yeah, so the our immediate goals were really just to start running this youth program. And so I was not trying, you know, we had no master plan to start a, like build beyond that. It really was just to meet that need of that young person who said, I want to start this group with you. Um, but once we got the funding for the trainings, we wanted we pulled together an advisory committee of folks from across the community to say, all right, what can we do to expand our support since there isn't really any other LGBT things happening or supports? Um, we had a huge community forum in 2005, no, 2011, October 2011. We held it to coincide with National Coming Out Day. Okay. And uh, our planning group, we really debated like, okay, how many, if Napa County was going to have this first community meeting and try and get people together for the very first time, who could we get and how many people? And they were like 40 and I was not too excited by the number 40. So um, we pushed to try and get a hundred people to show up to kind of have this first town hall. And uh, we got 200 something people to show up for that. And that's what helped develop our first goals, which was to work with schools and youth uh, to work on increasing awareness across the board um, to get more attention paid to LGBT issues and more visibility and also to create ourselves as an LGBT hub or center for the community. So over the last, since 2011, the last two and a half years, we've been really working hard at all of those things. So now we're working with high schools and middle schools across the county to support um, the youth and leadership in uh, their GSAs. Uh, we are. Um, are there GSAs in all the high schools in the area? Most of the high schools and some of the middle schools have GSAs. We just Even had, the middle schools? Well, we just had an incident at a local middle school where 300 youth protested um, because they felt the like. The Gay Straight Alliance? It, what, there was no Gay Straight Alliance at the middle school yet, at Redwood Middle School. I just had heard on social media that something had happened with two students. And so it's like, what the heck happened? And so I was calling former teacher connections that I had when I was a teacher um, and trying to get the inside scoop. And from the student's perspective, what happened was. Um, these two boys were broken up by the school is what they were saying. And I was like, well, how would a school break up students? And what happened was the the two students were, um, I guess, making out repeatedly uh, or um, having public displays of affection, even that were inappropriate for the middle school level, according to the school. And so they got warned. And then effectively, somehow the parents found out what happened and it turned into a big to do um, about privacy and outing students. And so these students were really upset and 300 of them were pink to school and um, staged a sit in the next day. Wow. wow. What's the real what, live West side story. Well, and yeah, yeah, it is. Would they have done the same thing if it were uh, like, you know, a girl and a boy? Well, I mean, from it's, we had, a, because we're one of the only LGBT programs in the community, I had a sort of, it was kind of an awkward role to play because we're not only trying to support the students at the heart of this, we're also trying to support the schools to support Absolutely, the students. Yeah. And so we couldn't, we were trying not to jump to any conclusions and we really wanted to get it. From my experience yeah. in this situation, it, I don't think the school was picking on them specifically because they were LGBT or because they were gay students. I think it really was um, their newness to trying to handle this sort of situation. And so they sort of mishandled it. Right. And kids are kids, no matter if you're gay or straight there might just have been a couple of teenagers that were like we're just gonna do this you know what i mean yeah. I, we went to school with kids like that that were over the top and that i mean i'm not saying this is the case yeah but it very well could have been and i think you know 
I I remember being in high school and kids being broken up by, you know, teachers and stuff. They when they were like heavily making out in the cafeteria, stuff like that. Yeah, luckily it turned out really well. You know, we we were with the Good. school for five hours on the day of the protest, trying to figure out what do you do with three hundred students staging a sit-in. Um, they, did they welcome your help? Yeah, they invited us to come. Oh, in. so that's fantastic. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, and also trying to get resources in um, connection to the two boys and their families at the heart of what happened, uh, and then also to help the school to start a gay straight alliance as a response to to this, so that they can prevent it in the future. Wow. That's fantastic. I love that. Let's talk about what you need at the LGBTQ Connection. Funding, always. Absolutely right? funny. I mean, yeah, and I sort of feel generic saying that, but really we want to – neighboring counties need our support right now, and we want to launch a four-county leadership initiative to bring up uh, emerging LGBTQ leaders across the North Bay. Um, we're only an hour north of San Francisco, but there's hardly any LGBT organizing happening, and we want to bring up folks to make that organizing happen and create a movement across the North Bay. Yeah. So right now we're um, recruiting folks to be part of a leadership cohort with us that will launch in the summertime. Uh, and uh, just in general, we can always take donations, of course, but we're specifically looking for sponsors or individual donors who'd like to support us in bringing up LGBTQ leaders across the North Bay counties. And That's would, so great. would the other counties have uh, like a, a physical space as well, or would you probably have to come here and meet? Well, I mean, there are some programs that exist um, in neighboring counties. Okay. It's very minimal. Like Sonoma County has only one or two LGBT community programs that I know of. Okay. Um, and Solano County has uh, one LGBT program, but that has been online only for the last few years so there's not even a space that they have right now and so our our emerging leadership cohort would be making use of community spaces that already exist yeah. we're not trying to open centers across the north okay. bay okay. we're trying to it's a leadership development program yeah so in october um like our first community forum we had in 2011 where we brought napa county together we want to bring north bay together for an lgbtq summit oh, okay so what can people do on 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 a personal level People well, listening to our show right now. Yeah, how I mean, they, you have an help? international audience. And yes. So if folks really just want information, one, they can always follow us on Facebook uh, or on Twitter, LGBTQ Napa. Okay. Um, and they can visit our website, LGBTQConnection.org. You can make donations there. Uh, you can connect. Uh, they, listeners can connect us to people that they know that might be interested in supporting. Or if they know people in the community, because like we've been doing Pride as part of a community here yeah. for 11 years. Lots of people don't even know that we've been doing that here. And so helping us to spread the word about what we're doing in the North Bay and getting people who would be good to be connected to us, connected, hence our name, LGBTQ Connected. connected. A lot of times what happens is, you know, small cities near near very big cities get kind of overlooked. So Napa, your pride, you, like we were talking about prior to the broadcast, it's overlooked because you're so you're an hour away from San Francisco. And San Francisco, I mean, that's where a lot of people focus their efforts and energy when, you know, Napa is, I mean, I wouldn't even call it a small town, but it, it has a small town feel and um, constantly overlooked. And this is why this is why we travel. This is why we travel to places like this, because this is these are places that I feel can really benefit. And that what you're doing is really wonderful. I'm sitting here looking at your, I guess, sort of business plan that you have on the wall. And you have four main points. Mm -hmm. And I, w I definitely want to get to those. Monks has a game prepared for us, too. Um, I know. I'm a little nervous I'm about this scared. Game, but... No, it's okay. To be fair, Polly has no idea what this game is. And so I never unlike, do. It's unlike any game we've ever played. But last week, the so. game was Who's More Butch? Oh. That's all I know. <laughs> but let's go. I would like to go over the points if we can. So number one is promoting LGBTQ leadership. Yeah. So what, to us, what that means is not only um, – 
bringing visibility to things and bringing up leaders like in elected officials and other community members, but helping like our leadership cohort, helping folks who exist in different parts of our community that feel especially disconnected to help bring up leaders there so that they can start either what they want on their own or they can start things with us uh, and bring more voices to people in our community so that LGBTQ voices are heard here. We do specifically have youth leadership teams working on school issues and community issues, throwing events like HIV prevention events where we gave away 200 tacos, speaking of Mexican food. <laughs> oh, we like they tacos. were very delicious. And it was Tacos Michoacan. They oh, help yeah. us out all the time. They seem like really great people. Yeah. Here's the thing about Napa and, uh, and other small towns. You never, and I always say this, you never know unless you ask. So you might be, you might fear a small town and you shouldn't because we've been, I mean, we're obviously an LGBT show and we, you know, we reach out, we let a city know we're coming. I mean, the red carpet has been rolled out for us. It has been amazing, and the hospitality is it, – it, we're so grateful for all of this. And I think the other thing is there are assumptions made because Napa is perceived as a very wealthy community. Yeah. And so then – you know they don't have a lot of resource they don't need a lot of resources for you know smaller groups whereas it's quite the opposite even though it is so close to San Francisco there is you know how many four high schools in the area um, and you know at least public high schools and then plus all the other schools are, are bound to be LGBT students who want and need those kinds of resources and it, tell me if I'm wrong about the assumption, but it, it, from what I can tell, it's a little bit more of a conservative town, too. Yeah, there's a lot of 1950s tucked around the corners here. Yeah. The, um, we, we performed a needs assessment for the county uh, last year in 2012 and 13, and we did a survey at school and across the community. And our best estimate right now is that there's about 11,000 LGBT people in the community, most of whom are in the closet, um, either because they prefer to be disconnected or because they don't know there's anything to connect to or, right. um, or they're uh, fearful um, yeah. and decide to stay that way. And uh, in the schools, too, there's a, a huge number of LGBT students who don't know that there's any LGBT support at their school. Sure. sure. And again, as always, guys, if you want to contact us and, and have us get you in touch anonymously with anybody, please feel free to email us at polyandmonksfans at gmail.com, and we'll connect you with the people that can help you out, including Ian Stanley from the LGBTQ Connection. So number two on your list is supporting undeserved, undeserved people. <laughs> Underserved. Uh, <laughs> oh, not sorry. undeserved. Dyslexics We're, of the world, untie. <laughs> uh, underserved, sorry, underserved people. Supporting undeserved people. Underserved people. <laughs> yeah, so for us, what We that, were overserved last night, by the way. <laughs> oh, geez. Still feeling again, the effects. Again, no leftovers brought to the I'm sorry. The there today. weren't any. I mean, oh, God. We yeah. could have brought you some wine, I guess. We're just not nice. Um, so for us, what that means is we're, there's hundreds of nonprofits in Napa County, and we're one of the only ones that's doing anything LGBT-related. Wow, even, that's even amazing. Even other programs in doctor's offices or the county don't mention LGBT things. Right now, we're in the middle of training all of the Napa County Health and Human Services on LGBT things. So what we do is develop programming for the those who most need it. And for us right now, that means youth. Um, we have the youth group, um, Q Youth, that meets twice a month at Voices. And we started an LGBT seniors group that meets once a month. Oh, wow. Um, at uh, the Queen of the Valley uh, Community Outreach. Why did he look at Polly when he said that? Queen of the Valley? Rude. Uh, now, no, now seniors, I, thought, yeah, I thought he group. meant seniors. Oh, seniors. Oh. <laughs> uh, now I'm reading these. Like, I don't want to say it wrong because that was really ridiculous. Undeserved. Uh, number three is building community capacity and partnerships. Yeah, so we don't want to be the only program that is addressing LGBTQ needs in our community. So in addition to developing leadership and running our own programs, we do a whole lot of trainings and support of other organizations. 
that it's everything from someone calling us and saying, hey, I have this transgender person here and I really want to, like, I have no idea what pronouns to use. And so we're like, well, you can ask them. And, you know, that sort of support uh, to also helping the gay straight alliances at all the high schools and middle schools and just going in and doing trainings with organizations saying like, yes, there are LGBTQ people here. And this is what you can do to show that you're a welcoming place. You know, do you have any pictures up in your waiting room of LGBT families? Do you have any resources listed on your website? And uh, what can they do to show that they're a welcoming place? And again, just, you know, again, just ask. It's, 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 I think we're in a society where there's a stigma attached to, to just asking simple questions out of fear of what response will be. Yeah. So, and especially if you're younger, you don't know kind of what boundaries you can push. And, you know, you hear about things on TV, but you don't know in the world around you what's really okay and not. It's, it's an interesting limbo spot that I feel like we're in, maybe especially in a smaller town like Napa, because there's been so much visible progress in the media and on the news and with rights and laws that have been passed. And California has great laws on non-discrimination and for the schools, but there's still so many people who have the fear and remain in, in the closet. Sure. There's a lot of work to still be done, and you're doing really good work, Ian. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And number four on your list is increasing visibility and developing an LGBTQ hub. I'm not a super fan of the word hub, even though that's our own word. But we we want to be the LGBT center for the Nucleus. community. Uh, oh, yeah, there you go. I know. I like that one. <laughs> I know. How'd you hear long Nucleus. ago? Nucleus. <laughs> Especially um, if you say it like that. <laughs> yeah, you have to. The LGBT queen. Yeah. Nucleus. <laughs> um, but we do want to be the place people think of when they're trying to find LGBTQ connection in our community. So. Well, you're the original LGBTQ organization in Napa, and now you're one of two, the other one being PFLAG. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. What and about you, Mothership? Mothership? Yeah, instead of Hub. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at that was on the thesaurus. We looked that up and it said something like that. I don't know if we want to. It sounds very like, sci fi. The yeah, LGBTQ be like, Mothership. Or whatever the <laughs> yeah. tones were from oh, he's doing the Jeopardy. No, it's supposed to be Close Encounters. <laughs> Speaking of somewhat something science fiction, Ian, this has been um, bothering me. I saw this on your website. I want to ask you about your affinity for Evie Garland. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> By the way, if you want to see a picture of Ian, he's super cute, and he's he's uh, next to a bicycle, and he's talking about Evie Garland. So, when you all were talking in the in, when you were you know talking at the beginning of the show about all these shows and different TV things, and you're singing Polly and all this other stuff, I felt like such an inadequate person because I'm not really connected to pop culture, and I'm like, I hope they talk about Out of This World or Small Wonder. <laughs> I, I small can. wonder, Vicky. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Vicky. She's a small wonder, lovely and bright with soft curls. Did no one else? But but small Evie's my. I'm, I'm a super fan of Evie. Uh, would you like to swing on a star? Carrie Moon. <laughs> Burt Reynolds was her dad, and he was a cube. W wasn't Steve Burton in the in that show too? Oh, he's uh, your type. He was her boyfriend or the, the oh, yeah, cute yeah, guy yeah. next door. Okay, so what we're talking about is there was this tele <laughs> <laughs> there was a television show in the 1980s called Out of This World, and it was about a girl who could stop time by joining her fingertips together, her two index fingers. And her name was Evie Garland. No relation to Judy, guys. <laughs> uh, and or the stuff that you put around Christmas time. And on the um, on the lgbtqconnection.org website, there's a picture of Ian, and there's a little interview, and it talks about what who he would like to. What does it say? It talks about who he admires, and that oh, his yeah. answer was his mom. Oh. <laughs> oh, good. For a minute, I thought I said Evie Garland. Is you I did say something about you said Evie Garland. your mom and how she she inspired you to be hardworking and oh yeah and super organized and. All that stuff. Well, and actually care about my community and ask questions and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So go mom. And then, uh, but then Evie Garland was who you'd like to trade places with. 
It would be kind of cool to stop time, right? <laughs> Any fan of the show has tried to, you know, touch their fingers <laughs> together and stop time. Uh, who hasn't? Yeah. I mean, you know, I stop time with Botox. <laughs> Just saying. All right. You it's have a, a more game scientific. for us, monks. All right. So, are, you, are you down to join this game with me? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little nervous, but I'm, I'm in. I'm super nervous. Super nervous. Super nucleus. If it's about tacos, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Polly and Monk's travel game, Napa Edition. I am your host, Ed Marco, and there are only two things to remember. I am the game master, and the game master is always correct. And number three, the game master knows every word to the Frozen soundtrack. Today, there will be two rounds testing your knowledge of all that is wine, which is very appropriate in wine country. The winner will be named Wine King, W-H-I-N-E. First, who said... In such a Wait, pl- how do we play the game? You just have to answer the question. Oh, the God. question no is, buzzing in or anything? No buzz? No buzzing in. Can I just say Polly? Um, Polly, who said, in such a place, I should love to clear the land and make my home? In such a place, I should love to live and die. What the hell are you talking about? It's about wine country. Oh, uh, Robert Mondavi. Oh, good try. Uh, Ian. Oh, was it Mondavi? Uh, Behringer. Close. It's a guy named George Yount. Yount. Oh, the Yountville guy. Yount. Yeah, founder Yount. of Yountville. All right, so him and him and Robert Ville founded Yountville. <laughs> if, you know, if I answer a lot of these wrong, kidding. I'm going to lose my Napa credentials. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a tie, zero to zero. Okay, we'll continue with. Uh, we'll make it a little easier. We'll do some movie quotes. So having to do with wine. So what movie did this come from? We'll start with Polly. A censor, a census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice can. Oh, that would be Silence of the Lambs. Yes. That's starring correct. the sexually ambiguous Jodie Foster. <laughs> that was that was Hannibal from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, All oh, right. Ian's doing sound effects. So Ian's going to try this one. Uh, this is from our generation. Oh, actually. You're we don't know that you're Ian's assuming. from our generation. Oh. Really you're assuming that we're not. <laughs> actually, all champagne is French. It's named after the region. Otherwise, it's sparkling white wine. Americans, of course, don't recognize the convention, so it becomes the thing of calling all of their sparkling white champagne, even though, by definition, they're not. What movie is that from? Oh, I thought you were just giving me a lesson for a second. <laughs> me too. I was like, oh, this is yeah, really funny. This is a movie you. quote having so to do with However, wine. They, there are champagnes now, because like Wilson Creek in Temecula calls their almond champagne champagne. And there, you'll come. get in fights with people about this because, I know. like, if you go over to Corbell in Sonoma County, they say they were grandfathered in, and so they have the legal right to call themselves yes. it. That's what um, Wilson, Wilson Creek, Creek says. They as also well. were grandfathered in. So uh, there's a lot of grandfathers in the Champagne world, I guess. Yes, there are. We call them. Grand- <laughs> I'm one of them. We call them granddaddies. <laughs> yeah, I do. All right, who said that? I have no yeah. idea. I'm gonna guess. Um, I have no idea. I, do I get to guess? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to guess it's Paul Giamatti from Sideways. Oh, good try. That's uh, the only other wine thing I know, so I just thought I'd throw it out there. It's from 1992, and I pretty much guarantee all three of us saw this movie. It was from Benjamin Kane on Wayne's World. Oh. Okay. Party time. Excellent. <laughs> all right, Paulie. Next. <laughs> I am not a great fool, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. But you must have known I was not a great fool. You would have counted on it, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. I think Ian knows it. He's I hate this person. <laughs> Whoever it is, I hate them. Uh, Paul Giamatti in Sideways. <laughs> close. Not even close. I'm just going to keep guessing until that's the actual answer. One dollar. What? He's going to give you a you dollar. Know when you don't, you when, no, when oh. you don't know on Price, on price is Right, you bid a dollar, right? <laughs> one dollar. You bid one dollar. It's, it's, it's also a classic from the 80s. Just a, 
could be your your guys' time frame. It's from the Princess what? Bride. Don't act like I'm from the eighties. The Princess Bride. Okay. <laughs> Did you guys see the Princess Bride? Yeah, I'm not allowing any of my friends to listen to this now because they're gonna mock me for not knowing movies. Okay. I haven't seen the Princess Bride. Oh. I'll, I'll give you guys or Forrest Gump or Star Wars. Th- I'll give you guys a hint if you can't get this one. Uh, next, I'll tell you where. Someplace warm. A place where the beer flows like wine, where beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. Beyond the moon? I'm talking about a Behind the place rain? called Somewhere. Aspen. Oh, that is... Uh, this is, no, is my you, sure. Either of you can jump in. It sounds like this is too difficult around. Yeah. No, no. I think that one is... Uh, that's from uh, Dumb and Dumber. Point to Ian. Congrats, oh. First point of the game. This is getting close. Oh, no. It's tied. Isn't that sequel one coming one. out soon? Dumb and Dumber 2? I think it actually I is. I think so. Dumb and Dumber T.O. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. S. I think it is. It is? Okay, last one. Same cast. Um, uh, Jim Carrey and Jeff Bridges? Jeff Daniels. No. Daniels. Yeah, I was getting confused. All right, this one's super short. Last quote. Sparkling Muscatel. Wine that one's the super f- short. That's what she said. One of the finest wines of Idaho. Sparkling Muscatel. One of the finest wines of Idaho. Idaho? Utah. I'll... T- <laughs> Good response. Uh, Muscatel, me that again. (laughs) Sparkling Muscatel, one of the finest wines of Idaho. Idaho. And just to give you a hint, they made a movie that came out very recently, like last week. Um, This was from the 1979 original. You know this is radio, right? Like, you want us to actually talk? This is from... (laughs) What? The Muppet movie. The (gasps) Muppet movie. Muppet's Most Wanted came out. By the way, you know know why I know you love me, Monks? Because Uh, you know... Who tops my, you know, we've decided because we're in entertainment. Well, I have, he'll say he hasn't. Because we're in entertainment, we can't have the, you know, the list, which is like the five people that you can sleep with other than your partner if you meet them. Well, I, someone from I my list. I would never put that kind of list together. You would sleep with someone from the Muppets? Uh, Kermit the Frog tops my list. <laughs> I love Kermit the Frog. <laughs> we, so we, we got to meet Kermit a few years ago and I got very jealous. But my. Why do you think we, I'm wearing green today? But we—that's what I'm saying. That's how I know you love me because it's—it's—it's it's an homage to Kermit, and because we've had someone on my list on the show already. Okay. I could see—I could see you two as the the older guys on that show. You know the one—the grumpy. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, he just called us old. Oh, well, better than Bert no, with the, jokes, with, the <laughs> with the jokes. Oh, with the jokes. With the jokes. With the peanut gallery. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know at Disneyland they have at Disney's California Adventure they have uh, the Muppets movie and we we went. Oh, the what right. was their joke? Remember those old guys had the joke. And I was, was cracking it? up. It's oh. totally us. We're going to be those old crotchety guys. You don't know what movie that's from? <laughs> All right. This is round two, the lightning round. Round so, two. I'm down to do what it takes to make you. No? Nobody knows this? Okay. Keep going. Understand I'm the candy man and I'll melt oh. in your mouth, not Ooh, in your hand. Boy, I love you so. Yeah. I'm going to let you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Word or phrase. Describe what word or phrase comes to your mind when you hear the following wine terms. We'll start with, uh, we'll start with Polly. Okay. Chaptalization. Chaptalization is when the wine makes, wait, maker accidentally accidentally drops his chapstick into the barrel. <laughs> chaptalization. That's what chaptalization is. Ian, do you have any guesses on chaptalization? <laughs> uh, no, it sounds like when the wine gets really crusty on the inside of the barrel and they have to scrape it out. Oh, not 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 far. It's like the cheese curd of wine. It's the process of adding sugar to make wine higher in alcohol. Chaptalization. Oh, chaptalization. All right, next wine term, cult wines. Polly, cult wines. Yes, I do know about this. Cult wines are when a group of people surround a bottle of wine and uh, pray to it. 
<laughs> cult wines. Yes. Cult wines. Very plausible. Ian, do you have any idea what a cult wine is? I mean, I'm guessing it has to do with very small production. Um, number of cases that they produce and that people pay way too much money for. <laughs> the, the Napa guy is doing really well here. It's wines for which committed buyers will pay large sums of money because of their desirability and rarity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like the grease too of wines. <laughs> it's like a cult classic. Except nobody likes grease like too. like sleepaway camp. Okay. Uh, third term, Polly. Yes. Fatoria. Fatoria. Yes, I do know this term. Fatoria. Or maybe Ian. Do you want Ian? Maybe to no. Go first? I know it. Do you want to try? It? I want to at least get one point. Okay. Fatoria is when they serve you a a, a wine high in calories at an Italian restaurant. <laughs> Fatoria. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to order the Fatoria with yeah. my veal parmesan. Yes. <laughs> Ian, do you that's have a point a, for Polly. <laughs> Point for Polly. Depends what the category is, but you can get a point. Okay. Ian, Fattoria. Uh, all that I can think of, it sounds like uh, the play, uh, something to do with production. It's a, an Italian term for a wine estate. I was right with Italian. You were right with Italian. You get a half point for that okay, one. Okay, thanks. All right, next Those term. Those are my people. This is a wine term. It's called clean skin. Clean, clean skin. skin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, clean skin. Clean, clean skin. skin. I will say, clean skin is a one hundred percent new barrel. Okay. Oh, that, that sounded good. I, Thank you. It doesn't have anything to do with circumcision. No, that's where <laughs> that's where I immediately went. But <laughs> I didn't. In wine production, no, it doesn't have to do with <laughs> circumcision. Um, clean it's, it's, the producer of wine has been no. Clean um, skin is when they cut you off from <laughs> tasting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm guessing that has to do with fermentation in the type, like if the grapes or the juice or something. Yeah, it's it's wine bottled without a commercial label. Oh, yeah. so not really. Usually oh. sold in bottles. We have one of those at home that is a mystery bottle. Oh, we do. Wait, so it's bottled without a label? It's it's it, in Australia actually wine bottled without a commercial label. Oh, okay. We have oh, one of those at like, home, and we, we call them shiners here. Yeah, like moonshine. What's a shiner? A shiner. The, the bottle's shiny because there's no label. Oh, on it. oh, good to know. All right, next like one. Like a shiny, term. like shiny circumcisions. Paul, you can go first if you want know. on this one. The term is Some are. lazy ballerina. Uh, lazy I just think that ballerina. one's pretty self-explanatory. But uh, a lazy... <laughs> she needs to get to work. She does. I'll tell you what it is for real, though. I actually know. Okay. A lazy ballerina is when it. you have a... Um, you're, you keep your wine in a music box. Okay. And you open the box. Okay. But the little, th- the little ballerina <laughs> is broken. <laughs> <laughs> so for all those people who keep their wine, yeah, her in spring a is box. broken. So the music will play, but she doesn't move. It's okay. kind of sad. <laughs> Ian, any idea? A lazy belt. You grew up in Napa Valley. She wears a three. yeah. Well, you so live in Napa. So you, you guys know Francis Ford Coppola has a big hand in wine production. Yes, and so he has this estate that I think they change names now, and it's I don't know if it's still called Op- uh, Coppola or Niebaum or Inglenook or you know they've been changing oh, the yeah. names of it, yeah. but his. Second daughter was uh, one of the winemakers for a while, and she also grew up in dance and was like really famous in mm-hmm. dance. But then, when she was supposed to be producing wine, and he could never find her, she got the nickname Lazy Ballerina. Oh, that's uh, fascinating. That's, that, that's not Sophia. Not Actually, Sophia. This is, oh, that's his other daughter. Other is that daughter. okay that I just made all that up? <laughs> <laughs> it's not his daughter Sophia that makes I don't even movies. <laughs> it's his other daughter. Ian plays the straight man. For I love it. <laughs> this Lazy yeah. Ballerina is 
the trellis that a wine grapevine is grown on. <laughs> I like Ian's. I like Ian's answer too. I, I really, I sat there. Wow, he knows a lot about this. He knows. Area. He knows a lot about lazy ballerinas. Lazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, next term is sect. Set? Sect. S e t. S e k t. Sect. Oh. Sect. As in insect. It's how people with it's how wine drinkers that have speech impediments um, say sex. <laughs> I am. Would you like to make the sect with you me? Want to make the sect? <laughs> um, I want to sect you sect. up. <laughs> By color me bad. Sect is how a group of wines is classified. Um, when? When shipped. When shipped. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stick with that. Okay, Ian, sect. I feel like I should uh, make up another elaborate definition, but I have no idea what a sect is. Sect is I actually. I knew what a thief was. That's why I was writing it down yeah, on a post. Yeah, he did for know you. about the bunghole thief, um, which is ironically the name of my new novel. Um, <laughs> it's so, one of our new programs. Too. Yeah, it is. It is one of the new programs of the LGBTQ hub. You can <laughs> you can get condoms and learn about the bunghole thief, or be one. So, sect is actually an acronym. Oh, um, and what it does stands it stand for? for super early kite trafficking and what that means is that <laughs> i can't do you were this. one word on it's super early kite training oh training, training. Oh. oh oh you're right you're right and what they do is you get up really early in the morning like you you do in napa sometimes like to go hot air ballooning. Ballooning. Yeah. ballooning yeah which we couldn't do yesterday because of the rain um monks forgot to do his rain dance but we um yeah they they give you a few bottles of wine and then what you do is you peel the labels and you make them into a kite and they train you how to fly the wine label kite. Well, the kite holds up the lazy ballerinas. Yeah, because otherwise they're not doing shit. (laughs) 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 All right. A next term which could describe this game as well is fiasco. Fiasco. (laughs) Fiasco. F-I-A-S-C-O. Exactly. Fiasco. Fiasco. Like Lupe Fiasco. Fiasco is... Fiasco. Yes, I know what this is. A fiasco is when... uh, It has to do with Chianti. I know. Oh, okay. It's when when someone drops a box of Chianti. (laughs) That's all. It's a terrible (laughs) fiasco. It's a terrible fiasco. What a waste of wine. You think fiasco is... I would assume it's an Italian word. Fiasco. Yeah, I think one of my cousins has that last name. Antonio. Fiasco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this feels just like a big improvisation. Like, yeah, it's fun. This is fun. I don't know what. We don't I, really need to answer the question. No, just, who cares? Yeah. We're at the lgbtqconnection.org. <laughs> fiasco is a straw-covered flask associated with Chianti. Fiasco. Oh, a flask. Yeah. Oh, you know, like, my mom used to put a candle in the bottle of Chianti when she yeah, was done, totally. and always have that, like, the basket that's holding the... Yeah, but that's not a flask. That's a basket, oh. right? I mean, that's a bottle. What? That seems oh. a little cumbersome. Yeah, maybe in the old days. To have a flask had, made out of hay. Before they had glass. Yeah, you would need some Scotchgard, I think. Yeah, something. I don't want to ruin my, my lazy ballerina tutu. All right, next term, sack. Um, S-A-C-K, sack. Yes. Sack is... It's the name of the Mylar bag that they put boxed wine in. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. 
We'll go with that. Uh, last sack is... You want to go for it? After you've had some wine, what... <laughs> never mind. <laughs> what may bang against someone's chin. I don't... <laughs> PG-13 show. We should have made this a wine-sipping game. I think it would have... <laughs> I think a sack is kind of like... Remember those old like Crown Royal bags? What did they call those bags? Like oh. Associated with like the hobos, crown, crown like royal. the bu- things you bu- hold your dungeon in bag. dragons dice in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, I didn't do that, but <laughs> I wasn't allowed to. Catholic family. So. Oh, you can play Dungeons and Dragons. That's why I put them in the crown. Royal Were you bag. able to watch the Wizard of Oz? Yes. See what? What's the difference? This is what. I, this is where I get so. I was not allowed to watch Top Gun though. What? Because of because the silhouette. Of the, scene. No, the silhouette. The. Oh and yeah! Like oh, I wish body. we had video right now because yeah, Ian just totally priceless. stuck it. Yeah, that was kind of hot. Yeah. I kind of want to see a sack. I want to use his microphone. Um, <laughs> Boda bag. That's what it's called. Anyway, <laughs> what is a sack? A sack is an in- early English term for what is now called sherry. Like, sherry, like the song from Steve Perry. Oh, sherry! Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Is that it? Okay. Last one. Okay. This one's this one's easy. I know you're. Both gonna get this easy one. like Sunday morning. It's easy. It's the word plonk. Very easy. Plonk. P L O N K. Plonk. 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 It's a British word. It's kind of like what it, it reminds me of the Pippi Longstocking movies we were watching last week. Plonk. It's a British word. Oh, it's a sound that Batman makes when he uh, hits yes, somebody. Oh yes, I know. I know the word plonk. plonk. You need to stop being a lazy ballerina. Or I'm going to plonk you. I'm going to plonk you. No, I'll tell you what plonk is. It's something it's, that you have to it's walk. The way if you're the British, a pirate. It's the way the British say the word plonk, as in you've got to walk the plonk <laughs> to fetch the wine. <laughs> Go fetch the wine. It's off of the plonk. The Chianti was a fiasco. <laughs> Go fetch me the sack. <laughs> You lazy ballerina. <laughs> do, it, do at least one twelve. Get away from your cult wine. All right. So who won the game? The, it, it looks like it was a tie. No, because I didn't really get that one. I got um, like one and a half. Ian, you are the official winner of this ridiculous woo! game. By, by a landslide, it's two to one and a half. So we just want to thank the city of Napa Valley. This is a, an amazing trip. We still have five more days. We're so lucky. We're so lucky that you... Um, you took generously the time out. took the time to sit with us today. It was it was um, really great to have you all here. Oh, good, thank you. And we're gonna come back. Congratulations you need on all your work. Yeah, everything you're doing. Great, of great course, programs. Go to lgbtqconnection.org and you can follow them on Twitter at lgbtqnapa mm-hmm. and also on Facebook. Is that the same? Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Check that out, you guys. If you can get some funding this way, do so. Or you know, talk to talk to your family that may have a company that would be willing to support you. Also, get you know, there's exposure that way. Um, even if you guys just want to call up, find out what you can do. Contact them. It's an amazing organization. If you have a place in your city that you'd like for us to come with our show, contact us. You guys all know the ways at Polly and Monks at Twitter. Like I said, you can always contact us anonymously at. Uh, Send an email, polyandmonksfans at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. And what's coming up for us? We have uh, next week, April 12th, we'll be hosting at the, tro- a- at the Tropicana doing a pool party called uh, Exposed, Exposed at the Tropicana Las Vegas. Brand new Tropicana Las Vegas, by the way. $300 million renovation. Gorgeous. Uh, we'll be at Exposed, which is their brand new Saturday pool party. The only Saturday gay pool party in Las Vegas. Um, Hashtag Saturdays. Saturdays. 
And we will we have some important news for San Diego coming up that we can't tell you guys just yet, but if you bear with us for a couple weeks, we promise it's news that you want to hear. Um, monks, I love you. <laughs> I oh, love you too. And we had an April Fool's joke yesterday that uh, pretty much shocked our family when we said we got married, and we didn't. So <laughs> thanks for making me an honest woman. And it's funny how we use the same joke every year and they fall for it every single year. It is funny. They're kind of you usually use that adjective wrong when you say that's funny, but like, uh, that you're, is funny. you're funny. I am. Thank you. It's my <laughs> it's my fiasco. Uh, thanks again, Ian. We had a blast. See you guys. Thank you. Dude up, dude up.